Well, we are live and I have alarm clocks going off, so I guess that's live. My name is Dr. Sharnell Wilberton, Sihan. Welcome to our channel. We're so excited to have this specific topic and the timing of this is absolutely just a miracle. It's honestly, Craig set this up and I'm really looking forward to the topic and to the people uh, kind of stalking you guys a little bit um, just to get a little idea of who you're about and what's going on with with your world and so um without any further ado i just I, well i do want to remind people go to swiftfire.org get on the mm -hmm. newsletter share comment all the algorithms the same stuff we normally talk about and craig anything you have to say to you before we get going and find out a little bit more about this topic yeah well i've been following uh, heidi and abby for quite privately uh, for a while now i've been following your work and you did the the um raising star seeds podcast which what happened was i've been sort of have you've been in my radar for quite a while you know to get you on the show and talk about this and then you announced oh we're not going to do it anymore i was like no <laughs> so i thought right get it get them quick and i thought before before the part ways or whatever um we'll get you on um but yeah no i'm absolutely thrilled to have you i think what you bring to the table is so crucial i mean i shared on, on facebook that i think this topic is one of the most important topics out there at the moment because you know the kids are targeted and um you know it's about how do we combat that not just as parents this isn't just about for parents it's for adults you know raising kids and, and being the adults that these kids need um so again without further ado please uh, introduce yourselves and t tell us a little bit about yourselves we start with Heidi how's it going hello very well <laughs> hello I'm I live in Los Angeles I'm a mom. I'm a mom to a 12-year-old girl, nine-year-old boy. Uh, we homeschool. Um, once lockdown hit in 2020, we pulled out of the Waldorf education system and went because the WISC, was, uh, Waldorf Institute of Southern California, went full agenda. So we wound up finding a new earth learning center that's been going for six years. And I actually teach there now. So I'm actually in the classroom. I'm with my kids and we're only there three days a week. It's an enrichment center. So the other days, you know, we're living our, our best multidimensional life we can. We're, we're doing the meditations. We're talking crystals and healing and natural healing and the works. And yes, you're right, is the most important topic because that is our future. We are looking at our future generations and we have been inundated with fear and I live a very fear-free life, even in LA. And I've always stood up for my kids and advocated for them. We, we lost our medical rights in 2015 in California. So I basically was told you cannot go in any school system without having all the jabby jabs and things. So I've been on this mission for quite some time. And to be honest, I found the others and we're really happy. And, you know, we, we're just trying to show that a solution based way of doing things is here and it's now and it's happening. And I'm proof. <laughs> That's brilliant. Because one thing, it's one thing identifying the problems, but have we got solutions? And and that's that's crucial. I mean, I'm great at we can see what's going wrong, but what do we actually do about it? You know, and that's that's really powerful. I'm that's thrilling to hear you doing that. Excellent. Doing my best. <laughs> Abby, how's it going? It's going great. And like Heidi said, like I think at this point, all of us are just doing our best right now. You know, to kind of like hold in the reins. Um, a little bit about my past, so. I'm a lifetime experiencer, um, <clears throat> uh, 
intuitive. Um, so spirit and galactics have always been a part of my, my life, my entire life. Um, but professionally I went, I worked, used to work in the newsroom. So some of my, you know, Facebook feed, that's the reason why, you know, I, I share. So it's always been a quest for, for knowledge. I've, you know, my soul's always known a lot of things are hidden. Um, so it's, I've always been a person asking questions and reading and trying to get my hands on everything. Um, but you now went the television production right route. We worked in the newsroom, saw firsthand how completely corrupt all of that is. I worked in the 24 hour news, news wheel, whole other topic. I actually know the reason why they went to that 24 hour wheel. Um, cause then possibly you can't ever actually report what's going on. You're just trying to catch up. There's, you know, we don't need that much information all the time. Um, but I'm a mother of three children. Uh, they are 15, 14, and 11 now, and they came in really awake and really, really aware, and I had to get my armor up, and, you know, Laura Van Tyne is, is excellent with spiritual warfare. I had to really um, educate myself even further with what was going on with my, my firstborn. Um, she was wide awake, telepath, medium, so age of two, um, memories of the life before here, choosing to come here, my son followed in, you know, they're three and two years old talking about how they chose to come down here. My son used to talk about the, the room full of wormholes and how, you know, they were, by that point, they were so small, they were carried there and placed there. And then he was in my belly and came out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, past life memories, we've been having wild discussions with, with the kids for over a decade. Um, so bringing in the raising star seeds you know and and bringing this topic up it, it's been a topic that's been in my life my whole life um and you know i just really got to the point where this can no longer be this secret taboo world um and i myself like heidi i pulled my kids out homeschooled them they were in you know a private school and um when the we actually pulled them before the pandemic happened um, but yeah, I taught them for three years and we did all the things, you know, teaching about meditation, um, soul health. We do a lot about soul health in the, in the household. And I just always looked at them as not, they weren't mine. I was a caretaker. I was to make them safe and fed and warm and discussing them and helping them find their soul missions and, how can I best prepare them for that? Mm -hmm. So I've always looked at them as that. They're their own individual soul. And that's really what, in my mind, conscious parenting is, is understanding. You have these very old developed souls that you're caretakers of. To totally agree with that. And I was gonna bring this up at some point, but this is like a good time to do it. Um, I think about, um, I, I love the book, The Three Waves of Volunteers by Dolores Cannon. You you know that book? Oh, yeah. Wonderful book. Um, and obviously, it, it kind of describes how post-World War II, there's been like a, a rollout of volunteers coming in as, as children because these higher beings, whatever people refer to it as, uh, recognize that the, the Earth was, was in trouble. You know, the planet is in trouble. I think there's no denying that. Um, you know, things that happened during the war, post-war, um, and how we see that culture and society has gone um, is not 
good, what, what, what they're trying to do to us, what they're trying to make us into. And so these higher dimensional beings have released these souls into the planet to combat that and to, to stop that happening. And we, as, as parents and adults, we have a responsibility to raise these kids in the knowledge of this. And, and I'm, I'm of the belief that, that these souls are coming in who are very, very well prepared. They know what they're coming in for. Mm -hmm. uh, but obviously, as like with all of us, we come in with amnesia. Some do, some don't. Some do remember, obviously, um, but we don't always remember everything. Um, so, I mean, the, we, we can all speak about the spiritual stuff. But what, what kind of practical things? Because I'm thinking about my own experience with my own kids. You know, if, I mean, I, if people didn't know, I've got an 18 year old stepson who is just made star seed. To anybody that knows him, some would call him autistic, but he's not um he's, he's just a tremendous lad he's not he's not my genetics but he, he is my stepson um i've got my my 14 year old daughter who's just amazing and very very mature very emotionally mature and my nine-year-old who's an absolute whirlwind um <laughs> so um yeah so so just to put people in the picture you know how, if i try and talk to my kids sort of about some of this woo-woo stuff they sort of like you just go dad's on one again you know what i mean but so, so how would you how do you relate <laughs> To, to your kids about this stuff? I mean, how do you strike up that conversation? With mine are here and there. Like my daughter's hitting the tweens, so she's like, but they know I'm into the natural healing stuff. So we've been healing them lately and she'll participate here and there. My son, uh, I'm a child abductee and my son had issues as a child with night terror. So we, I just went in, I go, we need to protect you. Um, there is activity at night, you know, let's start. I. He's all in, he's, he's, he knows about the crystals and the pyramids around his head and how to protect himself. And he, if he feels ill, he's like, do that magic thing. You know, like he, he's engaging in the conversation of it. The fact that my daughter is not showing too much of an interest, but um, where consciously I am honoring her though, is, is expressing herself however way she can. So she really dove into the arts. And so I'm kind of just guiding her to, move her emotions through the arts. But um, I don't go full woo-woo with her, but they allow me to do my thing. Like they don't quite think I'm the crazy gal. They're just like, mom's doing her thing. And I know once they they have an interest, they'll just ask more questions. But um, yeah, they're, 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 they're being their best selves right now, <laughs> the best as they can with all that I'm navigating. <laughs> you know, and I, I kind of agree with that too, Heidi. It's a lot of what I do in my house is just the modeling behavior. You know, they see, and, and it was actually, it was a huge shift um, when, you know, so now I do energy reading and intuitive readings, um, energy healing, and um, I teach classes and courses. And when my kids saw me shift and embrace that, those aspects of myself, and they could begin to see, oh, there's actually tangible ways that I can use these skills that I came in with that they kind of came back to it a little bit because their experiences were so abrupt and intense at younger ages they actually tried to they shut them down yeah um, because it was you know like with Heidi and like it's a it's a lot and you know there's bright lights and they are you know they're a beacon they're these little twinkling lights that the um, other energies don't really like yeah. and they also know that this, the three waves, they, they know that this is a program coming in and it's almost, you know, I was actually told once they can feel, they can feel boom when one comes here, like the frequency shift. And, um, 
and absolutely the you know the three waves it was explained to me that you know the the higher dimensionals they can't break you know there's universal laws they can't break those laws and that was one of the reasons why they realized oh we we have to incarnate into these beings because therefore then you're not breaking those laws in, in regards to asking for help or interceding and coming down here and working with us and they said it was really important because and this is you know craig you brought this brought this up of remembering who you are you know so many kids remember and us as adults remember when we are being visited by you know in our in the astral in their dreams the recurring message of you need to remember who you are you need to remember who you are and the reason why is the more that we can remember and break that amnesic lock that's that the grid that's here is then our heart cords connect with our family because the dimensions are our family and when we connect with our family we can ask being incarnates here we can ask for help coming from us to them and the the greater percentage of the beings that are incarnate from here asking for help then they are no longer breaking those universal laws because they're aiding their family and it's coming through the heart and so that just came through that was really important but you know okay so to go back to the tangible i'll give you a for instance my son very very strong starseed um he's a beacon for, for ships coming in but he got a football stuck in a tree and i pulled in the driveway and he's trying to get it out and so i pulled my window down and and i said well why don't you just ask the tree to help you ask you know to to, to loosen his branches let it fall and then call in the um, you know wind energy, call in the wind element and ask them to help out. Those two, use those as your aids to help get your football out because it was really hot in the tree. And he was like, mom, I don't want to do that. I want to, <laughs> he was engineering, you know, he had the rope and the ball and the tape and he was engineering it, that logical side. So, you know, I presented it to him. I said, you can make it easy or you can make it hard. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. that's what we do here. <laughs> That's great. So I guess just just by suggesting that you're putting something in the, in their mind that this is possible. All right, they might go with a load of rubbish, but or or like I'm not into that. But it's still going in there, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's still going in there. Yeah, that modeling is huge, and my big thing is fear free living, and I live in a, a cesspool, <laughs> but we we don't feel it because we don't live it. And I teach them: you get what you give. You know, everything is energy. These basics that they can take in. Um, without going full woo woo, because they're they're practice putting it to practice alchemy, you know, be kind to others, you know, these these basic human traits that can really shift your day, just shifting your feelings, just shifting your emotions, these basic practices of killing with kindness, you know, all these things. But it all started with me. I'm like they're watching me. It was a very tumultuous um, early childhood for them. Uh, their dad abandoned us, you know, all these things were happening. I had my dark nights of the soul. I was studying like Pizzagate and all that crazy stuff. <laughs> and they saw me go crazy. So what they do, they went a little crazy. And I'm like, oh my goodness, my children are watching me. I have got to flip this. I've got to flip it light. And so then I spent the rest of that childhood trying to find the others and get my tribe together to normalize this fear-free living and and now i'm seeing that they're connecting with these other star seeds themselves and it's just starting to evolve i also really want to point out to people that it's not just parents it's guardians like there are we there are children everywhere it's the teachers the cashiers everyone is engaging with the child at some point 
And if you know they're watching you, you have to ask yourself, am I being my best self right now? And I think that's the most tangible thing that anybody can do is just check yourself. <laughs> Be a good person. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, to, to, to go further on that, it, how it's beyond the parents, some of these really strong Cerseys are choosing, you know, you might be the aunt to that child or the grandparent to that child. And, you know, the parents might not, might not be awake, but you are. And so you're the guardian for that starseed and to, to introduce topics and information for them. Um, Jean-El, uh, are you okay? <laughs> you're quiet up there. Have you got yeah, anything to interject I'm with? Definitely listening. <laughs> um, no, well, I've, I've also, um, last year, well, this year, really, um, I've started doing some, um, it's essentially youth work, um, but it, it's military-based. Uh, it's, it's the Army Cadets, which we have over here in the UK. Um, my 14-year-old daughter joined, um, and they were basically asking, your, your class is an adult volunteer, so... It was after the lockdowns and, and you know, I was in a bit of a, of a rut in life and, and it's all the stuff I love doing. And we went on to this parents' evening thing and, and um, he sort of said, anybody interested in joining, you know, let us know. And my wife was like, you're going to do that sort of thing. So I was like, mm, go on then, you know. So I, I've had to do like 12 months of quite intense training to, to be able to teach kind of like military principles and, um, you know, it gets a structure of, of discipline, self-respect, loyalty, discipline, you know, teamwork, all the all the stuff that you expect in the military. Which it's, a, it's an amazing organisation, and what they bring out of these kids is just wonderful. Um, so I went on what's called the annual camp. We go away for a couple of weeks in the summer, and they just get to do all sorts of amazing things. But it struck me, um, and I and I mean this in the nicest possible way, but we, we that these kids need help. Um, you know, uh, the, the, a lot of these kids, are you you would be shocked at the medication box that we had um, for, for mental illness, you know, the dumbing them down. Um, I mean, we had queues and queues of them every morning to go and get their meds. And I was just like, what's going on here, you know? Um, so do you have any input into that? I mean, you know, obviously, you know, all these kids are being diagnosed with ADHD, uh, mental issues. And as we well know, these are high level souls that are coming in and they're trying to dumb them down. Do, I mean, do you agree with that? Is that how you see it as well? Oh, goodness. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm from Chicago. And then the late 90s, I went to university to be early childhood educator and I was in private schools there. And that's when this this. Um, I don't know if it was Ritalin or Adderall, whatever was introduced. Basically, medication was getting introduced. And I saw children's lights go out. And I pretty much left the system after that. I, I've always been in motion picture. That's like 30, 35 years of that. But but my bliss was kids and teaching and you know being a way shower. So when I saw that happen, I just was like, I connected the dots then, but there were no others at the time that were aligned with what I was navigating. So I kind of just went, oh, gosh, I can't bear to watch. And I went away. And so when my own kids came in and, you know, there are these doctors pushing all these meds and back in you know, all these things, um, I had to teach myself all of it. And I go, this is not aligning with me. Like every rock me to my core, like do not subscribe to this. Mm -hmm. And so um, 
yeah, eventually they, they, they already know that like they are, our pantry is like half of it is like herbal meds and everything. Like I teach them that the planet has given us what we need. Our bodies are meant to regenerate. And, you know, we do have some friends that subscribe to the medical, you know, mafia and we, can see, we can see the light is out or we see it's difficult to play with them. And we actually talk about it and recognize it. But um, I'll just never forget that. When I saw that boy flip and the light went out, I just thought, oh no, we're doomed. You know, so um, now yeah. that I just, having kids, I'm like, well, I just gotta be the way shower. That's tangible to me. Like it's an overwhelming thing, but I'm like, what can I do? I can bring up my kids aware and clean and healthy. Yeah. And yeah, you that's know. right, yeah, yeah. So, can, can I add to that, Craig? Yeah, go for it. Please do. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, this is actually a conversation that I have with my teens a lot right now. Um, we found a, an independent charter school that they're in. And they come home and they say, you know, Mom, all the kids talk about is all the medication that they're on. I, I, again, every single one of them are on it. And, and this was even before the pandemic started. Okay? So you take all of that compounded with the extreme amount of anxiety that all of these kids went through trying to make sense of it because actually their souls knew that it was all bogus. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what I've been focusing on lately is developing and talking with my daughter and some of her friends because so, so the school put out okay we're going to do a um, if you're suffering from depression or anxiety come here and you know these are the guidance counselors come here and join well immediately all of the kids laughed at it and scoffed at it because again it's another label they don't want any more labels like that they all know they have anxiety and they're depressed but they don't want you know again that that peer pressure i'm not going to show up then everybody else is going to know that i'm depressed so already out of the gate the it's not helping them so it's developing and i'm, I'm talking to some of them how can we almost as the adults who understand this, how can we, I don't want to say trick because that's the wrong word for it, but how can we get them into an environment where we're actually calming that, that vagal nerve down, how we're, we're helping to remove some of that cognitive dissonance and then bring, help them get connected with themselves. Yes. They're connected to all these devices. Mm -hmm. They have no idea what connecting with that inner voice sounds like because they don't give it time to even have an inner voice. Mm -hmm. So how can we get these teens, these these kids into an environment where we're, we're again, oh gosh, I don't like the word tricking, but the English language this is what I got. Tricking them to be actually working and releasing some of this pent up anxiety and energy in there while also learning about themselves and learning how to go quiet. So that's that's been my new focus um, in the new year is developing some of these some of these programs locally and then expanding upon that. Fantastic. Well, a lot of it is diet and just what's in the food. Um, I mean, in my experience, or they're missing minerals. Um, yes. I mean, I've had, I've worked with people who the kids were wanting to eat paint chips or drink gasoline or like weird, you know, stuff like that. But that's just when you're missing minerals or the basics, um, those things can happen as well as all these other labels that they're putting on different things to cause the chemistry to go wackadoodle. And then they feel like it's personal and or 
you know, as a parent dealing with a kid that may have a lot more energy than someone else uh, may not even be, it could just be the diet, you know, um, <laughs> we never had any of this growing up. So it's just so like bizarro, you know, we just went outside until nine o'clock and came in and, you know, we literally worked out our energy. We weren't on mm -hmm. all these devices. So I don't know. Um, we've yeah. had over the years just say like, okay, no screens at the table or this is your time out of, you know, no screen time and, you know, that kind of stuff, just having some structure there. So people are actually engaging in nature or outside or other people, you know, other people in the house instead of just in your room in the dark with a phone or a yeah. Netflix or an iPad or whatever. So mm -hmm. I don't know, but adults are just the same. <clears throat> it is, is a serious issue from, you know, that I'm dealing that I work with on even people, regular adults. Yeah. So it, it trickles down to a lot of, a lot of us. I mean, the, the struggle is Dr. Chanel is that we all know this. They're, they're, we're being attacked at literally every single level, every single level. And it's an, uh, I feel like it's an avalanche and it feels really, really heavy to have to navigate it because once you think, okay, well I can meditate and you know, I can get connected with nature and I can do all this. And then you got the food and then you have the water and then you have the country. I mean, it's just an overwhelming, never ending cycle where they're like, oh, they're, they're going to think that they're doing well here. Oh, we're going to get them over here. Well, there's, there's all, oh, I'm sorry, Craig. No, sorry, sorry. I was just moving. Oh, yeah. oh there, well, there's also a war on the family unit, like that, the little boy in the late nineties that we didn't have screens and gadgets and all that stuff yet. And he was in not even first grade when they put him on that medication. I took a step back. And I'm like, his parents are going through a very public divorce. It was, it was a private school with all these elites. And I go, he's acting out. And so they dumbed him down. And I go, how not? We need to create these programs, like the center I'm in, where they can get the stuff out, get move it through, recognize it, you know, not say this is coming from, uh, label them, but say, oh my goodness, this whole child, what is this whole child? How is his day? How's the home? What's going on in the home? That's huge because they'll come to school and not sit at their desk. So, they hold a meeting with the parents and guilt them into this stuff. And it's like, what, what's going on at home? How's the relationship with the brother, the siblings? Did a, did a grandparent die? Did a dog die? Like there's so many avenues to look at this before you chemically alter um, a human or, you know, mess with their DNA. That's there's the war. I mean, there's the war. So we can either go in with pitchforks, like we're at war and just go, go in with fear and like, this is happening and we're all doomed. Or be like, okay, what are we going to do here? <laughs> and get a gay plan and flip it and model it. Yeah, but the family. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That, that's, that's, I'm so glad you brought that up because, like, I mean, we see it. Like, like, like Abby just said as well, it's like it is everywhere, the programming. They're destroying um, healthy masculinity, healthy fem femininity, is that a word? Um, you know, the family unit, they've done, they are, they are crushing. The, the natural organic family unit they're destroying healthy normal lives um and making it cool you know because the amount of kids that identify as all kinds of different things nowadays particularly at high schools it's just it's outrageous and it's so unhealthy and so unorganic and so contrary to their divinity um because they are all divine we're all divine we're all born of the divine 
Um, and that's what we need to get these kids to remember. I mean, I tell my kids it all the time and they're just like, yeah, whatever. But I know it's going in. I know it. Um, and, uh, you know, certainly as a dad, like, like you just said, part of me wants to grab the nearest broadsword and go and smash things up. <laughs> that's, that's easy. That will feed the system. You know, they will then make it like they're the, they're the victim then and it will, you know, re-empower them in their whatever they're trying to do. So, so what's going on is I firmly believe is spiritual in nature. It is multidimensional. They are manipulating these kids. They've tried it with us, but they're really, really targeting the kids, um, particularly through the education system. I mean, I see it all sorts. Now, my, uh, my kids, thank goodness, um, they can see it. And they tell me, they, all their friends can see it as well. They recognize, they, they, they kind of roll their eyes at, at the stuff that they, they kind of force on them. And even some of the teachers like don't even wholeheartedly teach it because they can see it as well. But the fact of the matter is they're still doing it. You know, there has to be some form of action here where that we can take um, to stop this nonsense. Um, I'm not saying I know what that is because again, my methods might be <laughs> not very healthy, but um, you know, from your perspective, I mean, so say, for, let's, let, as, as an example, um, a child comes home and says, um, I want to be a different gender. You know, that's quite common nowadays. How would you deal with that? I mean, you know, I know it's a tough question and I'm not saying, please give us the answer, but you know, what, what would you do? <laughs> I've gone through that. I went through that this summer. My daughter's only 12 and we right. don't subscribe to a lot of the medias. And our school is kind of school, it's a center is Steiner based, which is very anti-media. But there was this one cool chick that brought in her phone and they'd she'd show these TikToks in the bathroom to these kit to the kids about transgender and puberty blockers and all these things. So my daughter came, um, she didn't come to me actually. I was picking up on it and snooping through some things. <laughs> Gotta be a detective. Absolutely. And, and I went to her and um I noticed that she was telling her friends she was bisexual. So I asked her, I go, hey, did you have your um, first date yet with a boy or a girl? And she's like, no. And I'm like, did you have your first kiss yet? And she goes, no. I go, okay, when, when you have those things and see what your body's doing when you're doing that, and then we can talk about labels. Because for right now, you're a tween going into a teen. You're uncovering your avatar because she loves um, anime and making avatars. I go, you're deciphering who you are as a person. And the gender part, you know, once you have those relations with other people, then I think that'll be clearer. But for now, why label yourself? We don't even know what your hairstyle is going to be next month. You know, like, try to like, normalize it a little the conversation so that it remains open but i also needed to express i did also say um TikTok is weaponized i said we don't we're not a total anti-media house i'm from the industry so i'm like we watch things but i said there is um 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 well, how did I word it? I was basically saying there is there's an attempt to show these images to children younger and younger and younger to purposely confuse them. And we even had the talk about vaccines and stuff that there are products within them to confuse and alter the body. And I go, let's see what naturally forms for you and what will happen when you start having these relations. And then, you know, shared when mine started and I was confused in my 20s, like we shit, we talk. Um, but I had to at least humble myself and know this is going to be tough, but to not put her in a corner and to not say no, 
but to just give her some more choices and layers so that she doesn't close off for me and we can't talk about this again. So that was such really tricky summer to navigate, but I'm like, she's so little, where did this come from? And it's the images and the war that's happening with this, you know, social media and all that kind of stuff. Cause she wouldn't have picked up on it otherwise, but I also know I can't shut it out completely or it's yeah. like, then she's going to crave it and get it, you know, find it one way or another. So I just had to be like calm and cool and collected and make sure she had a voice through it all. But yeah, she's she's walking the line right now of what am I? <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. Yeah, fair enough. Good. Yeah. Have you anything on that, Abby? Yeah. Um, you know, I think with the the whole um, gender thing, I, I would probably first approach it in regards to and, and the kids and I we talk about this. These are our avatars that we're in right now. And your soul chose, you chose it. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't just by some biology. You chose to express yourself as female or as male. Now we can have some, some different personality traits that might express more of the divine masculine and or the divine feminine, but we chose this feminine or this masculine gender. And that's what, and so trying to get through, why did your soul choose that? Now we can still, again, have some more personality traits that are expressed a little bit. You know, when I was, when I was a, a little girl, I never wore dresses to school. I always wore athletic clothes because, and I always challenged the boys. I played on boys sports. That's just what I did. I mean, I loved it. I, and the reason why I didn't wear dresses because I couldn't play kickball in a dress, you know, like, so, and, but that didn't make me want to be a boy. I was very feminine. And I think that, again, this is just another aspect. And, you know, and Heidi talked about this as well, that they're just, these are kids, these are babies. Yeah. And, and they're, it's the over-sexualization of our society done on purpose. We all know this. Absolutely, yeah. So, so you're coming in and, and all of these apps, all of these things, again, a weapon, again, you know, done purposely. When the brain is changing, the chemicals are haywire inside of there. Oh, let's throw all these things and, and let's try to make it look cool. And you just don't know. Your emotions are all over the place. I, I had a friend come to me and her child came to them and they're a very young teen. And, and they said, I, I, I just don't feel when I'm around the opposite sex, I'm not feeling what my other buddies are feeling. I think I'm this. And, and you know, and, and so she came to me, she's like, you know, what, what should I do? I don't know what to do about it. I said, he's a child still. He doesn't know what he is yet. And, and Heidi beautifully put, like, have you had your first date yet? Have you had your first kiss yet? Like, you haven't even experienced it. You're still growing. You're still changing. And there are late bloomers out there. But, again, it's just, like, they, these kids think that they have to have it all figured out at 12 and 11. Mm -hmm. they're, they're babies. Yeah. Enjoy being little kids. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I told my kids as well. It's like, you know, just, just – I, it's something I've always said to them as well, because because uh, for me, I, you know, I don't want to be preachy at them because you're just going to turn them off, aren't you? Um, mm -hmm. And uh, certainly, all, also authoritarian as well. Um, you know, I, I, if I'm honest, I have a tendency to to be a bit like you will do as I say kind of attitude. But I've learned the hard way; it doesn't work all the time, anyway. Um, and and 
talking to them as a peer as well um you know these are these are powerful souls coming in um and you know they, they are as human as we are you know and sometimes they know better than me and i've figured that out the hard way mm-hmm. um you know and, and they'll do something and it shows me up and I'm like you know what you're right and actually i remember apologizing to my kids at times that's a good really one. really brings them into a, a level of maturity you know when i mess up like i, I got to them, i'm so sorry I, I messed up there or whatever um that, that built that relationship where they know they can trust me um, and even if i do sort of get something wrong they, they'll they, kids just forgive like that i mean adults can really learn from kids you know <laughs> from my experience anyway yeah um, but yeah so again you know i've learned not to be preachy about stuff and talking to them on on a on a just a, a, a human to human level and i have had some amazing discussions with my kids and mm-hmm. um, chats about what's going on at school you know, I mean, my, my daughter told me that one of her, well, not necessarily friend, but someone in her class um, identifies as a furry, which is an animal. Um, and, it, you know, I was just like, seriously? <laughs> and the school are like, yep, yeah, yeah we're, we're perfectly, this is perfectly fine. And I'm like, what, what's going on? And my kids were like, it's ridiculous, dad. It's absolutely insane. I, I said, they're not going to be nasty to them about it and they're not going to but you know there's no bullying going on or anything like that but they see it for what it is um Chanel, didn't you say that there's that you've seen that also in, in one of your kids schools or something yeah they had a cat litter box in one of the um classrooms and they were allowing them to identify as a cat <laughs> and go to the bathroom like right in front of everybody <laughs> so I mean, this, I mean, it literally, I mean, they talk about clown world. It really has gone that way. But again, these kids are coming into this, not knowing any better. And so, you know, what, what do you guys think of, you know, we have to have ourselves sorted out as well in order to, to parent them and to be the example. Cause again, parenting isn't just about you will do, as I say, it's, it's demonstrating, it's being the example. Um, you know, and we have so many unhealed parents out there who, who need help. Um, and, you know their kids are they're struggling you know and i i've I've witnessed that they're the ones who get swept along with this stuff because they're not being parented and and the state is raising kids in this way and which is why you know your what you're doing heidi with this this sort of center is is so good i mean i actually went to a a, a private christian school which kind of had the same philosophy but from a a christian perspective and and i really really valued that and you know i look back with many many happy memories we were kind of counterculture in a way you know because they could see what was coming i mean the school's folded now but um mm-hmm. you know what advice would you give to parents who are struggling who are like i can see this but i am trying to get through day by day with my own issues you know what advice would you give to those kind of parents my bet is to grace yourself and forgive yourself and just go one foot in front of the other just telling yourself and recognizing that oh goodness they're watching me you know i got to figure this out that's like step one at least you're recognizing something but um healing yourself you just you're going within and finding the light within it takes a warrior to do that it's brave to do that and to humble yourself in front of your children and like you said i'm such a huge advocate of apologizing to my kids yeah and say oh i did i did that was me sorry it wasn't you and it's it shifts us and connects us even more. So they're gracing me and giving me space to grow and heal. And I, they know I'm going to do the same for them. But just the first bit is recognizing the fact that you do have stuff to work on. 
and to be okay with it is like the first step and to normalize it <laughs> is really, and then to seek the help. We seek others to assist in our healing, but it's ultimately us choosing to do it. So you really have to recognize it, acknowledge it, and start moving through it. And you can take your kids along that journey. Like after I'm doing this, I'm going to go get some sessions and they're coming with me <laughs> or get some, you know, body work and skill rife machine work. And they know too that they're gonna do it too, post holiday. Um, so take them along on your healing journey and humble yourself. You know, and, and I saw something about a way shower as a grandparent and same thing, you know, you're, you're emulating your best self. They will see you. They see your light more than anything, but they can also see your dark and they will test your dark because they're like, is this person really in control of me right now? Or am I not in not being watched? And that's when you get tested. So humbling yourself is huge, I think, yeah. in one foot from the other. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I one of the i think pivotal moments in my household with my kids they were five seven and nine and um we were driving in the car and it was like a day of running errands and i was just i just been yelling like they were just misbehaving so bad and i was just yelling a lot and i pulled the car over and i just calmly turned around and i introduced them to me and i said my name is abby i know that you call me mother but my name is abby and my soul didn't choose to want to come here and yell at you all day. I don't want to yell at you. I don't want this environment. How can we work together? You know, and just said like, I have dreams. I have other things that I want to be doing too. I wanted them to see me. And then through that, I saw them and understanding and, and, and I love the apologizing. I do that a lot. And, you know, they understand by me introducing like I'm um, Abby is I'm just, I'm just human. I'm doing the best that I can. And please let me know. And I kind of joke with them, but I'm being very honest. I, I do check-ins. I'm like, is there anything I've been doing lately that's going to put you in therapy when you're an adult? Like, is there anything that I can be doing better? Um, and you know, and, and so we do check-ins. I, I check in, you know, I've been married for 17 to 17 years. I check in with my spouse. Hey, how am I doing as a wife? right now like what can I be doing better for this relationship and we do that with with all with each of our kids how can I be there for you how can I be more present for you in this moment and it's just again it's being very humbled and being very honest and being real because here's the thing to all the parents out there kids know when you're faking it and they know when you're lying to them <laughs> and yep. so how can you expect them to be honest with you and tell you what they're really feeling when you're not going to do the same for them? Yeah. So when it comes to, to those situations then, um, how, particularly if you, if we can recognize all the cultural stuff that's going on now, how can we not be fear-based parents? Like what, what advice would you give for that? Cause you know, I, I'll be brutally honest, you know, with everything that's going on, you know, if it, <laughs> You know, like like you said before, Heidi. You know, having that dark night of the soul awakening. You know, you realize the stuff that's going on in the world and the darkness and the evil and the control matrix and the satanic this and the devil that. And it's just like it's when you when you start to see it, you see it everywhere in our society in our culture. And I think you know, for, it, it can very very easily cause people to get into fear. And I think fear based parenting is really really detrimental to the child. Um, but how would you help someone get out of that? Like, what, what would, what, how would you 
combat that? Say if you're, you know, you see that a, a negative influence in your child's world, like mm-hmm. how would you cope with that? What would, what, what would your strategy be? I, I, the first thing that pops into my mind is my favorite thing to say, and it's finding the others, just find some other like minds physically in your area that you can vent with like another parent or guardian or, or something where you don't feel so alone and you can kind of walk through something with someone or hear yourself speak, basically hear yourself, tell your story again. And, you know, I, I just think that's huge when you can start finding the others, even that's what's so beautiful social media and across the planet, you can find any sorts of kind of um, any anywhere, someone who aligns with your belief systems. And then it kind of gives you that just little extra boost where you can pull out of that fear. But again, with the baby steps is I looked at when those dark nights of the soul, I was also drinking like crazy. I don't drink anymore. I was not my best self and I was going down that dark hole when I just sat there and realized, well, what I can't do it. I can't call them out. I can't go there in front of and, you know, call out the the Pizzagate people. Like I, what can I do? I can change my vibration, change my frequency, align with the right people and let my kids align with the right people too. Like, and, and boundaries, huge. <laughs> I really started paying attention who I was allowing in my house and who we were doing play dates with, like just boundaries and finding the others is the first thing that came to my mind. Um, you know, one of the, the best ways to come out of fear is laughter and joy. Um, you know, when the, when everything was kind of really going topsy-turvy, um, I actually got a new guide um, <laughs> that started coming to me and really, she never really said anything other than, and she had um, an Irish an Irish accent, she would just say, and Heidi knows this, she would just said, it'll be grand, it'll be grand. And she would just keep doing this. And, um, but you know what, like spirit kept kept shifting our focus to, to things that would make us laugh as a family. And um, so we would have, we would have days and, and, you know, the best way to go out there is to allow other people to see that you have no fear. That is just really is the best way to model that. And we, we never subscribe to it as a family. And I said, we can't just like hide in our house because the whole world's crazy and stupid. We need to go out and be way showers and show them that you can live and be happy and be laughing and be joyous and have no fear around this. And so that's what we did. We found, we found the places that we were surrounded again, like finding the others, but we would just be joyous mm-hmm. and living our life. And we would see other people watching us eventually like start to pull those coverings down. And again, it's just living it. It's living it and being the example. Literally during lockdown, when LA was locked out, we were going to the beaches. I was hosting parties, like 50 to 100 people. I had workshops. Like we, I started a pod in my backyard, like, cause everyone's worried about schools and like, I just started doing it. But from, from the fear point to get to that point is literally the light, just a switch in my head that went, I can't continue the dark path. I'll lose my life. Um, I'm going to lose a connection to my kids. It's just that conscious choice of going, I'm going to choose the higher vibe life. And then you choose it. And then I, you walk with no fear. And honestly, we had nothing wrong. We, we were one month into lockdown in LA. It was really like ghost town. 
and we had a lemonade stand. And I mean, no masks allowed. I put, I had handouts for Bill Gates and the, the agendas. And here's some here's some uh, tonic water. There's quinine in it. And here's this. Here's a zinc tab. Like we're giving to police and mailman everything. No one did anything. So I showed the kids. It's not like challenge authority with a pitchfork. It was just well, I'm a good person. I'm sorry. Am I doing something wrong? It, nothing ever happened. We made some money that weekend. <laughs> it was great. So yeah, but but I had to make consciously make a choice of I can't go dark anymore. I'm I'm losing my soul, and it flips right there. I think too. One thing that that is important to remember is that whatever the situation, we're carrying them within us all the time in our DNA. Yep. And so anything that we do to work on us on the inside is going to affect them, whether they're physically, cognitively getting whatever, mentally, whether they physically hear us or not, it's an inside job. And um, if it feels like it's hard, um, and Candace Weaver's on here, she's studied with me for years with, with Bob, um, he would always say, it's because we're shifting for so many. And um, I know when they do autopsies on women, they can actually find every um, partner you've ever been with and every pregnancy you've ever had. Even if you only carried a short amount of time, you're still carrying that in your DNA and your body and your blood. And, you know, they can pinpoint um, all of that. So whether you're in person with them or you're saying something to them physically, or you're praying in another room or another house, um, you know, whether that, that's meditation or prayer or whatever, um, continuing just to work on ourselves is, is crucial, like you guys were mentioning. But also just remembering, too, as they get older, um, I know scripture would talk about raise up a child and then they're going to, you know, how to raise up a child and they're going to keep with whatever you started them out on. And I think that for me, I mean, looking at, I'm, I can only look at myself, um, but there was a lot of things I didn't understand about my parents or, and why they raised me the way they did at the time. And you think, you know, better, and you're just like, you know, whatever, they're stupid or, you know, all the things that kids think when they're growing up. But when you have your own and you're doing it, you're like, oh, this is what they went through, you know? And so it may take that long for some people to get, but staying consistent in your love and who you are and what you're doing. You know, there are those things that they're going to remember eventually, somehow it's still in there. All the things that you every day did growing up and everything that you spoke in, spoke about, you know, they may resist for a time, but eventually there's going to be that window where they're like, Oh, this is what she meant by that. Or this is what he meant by that. Or that's why this was done that way. Or just seeing like, you know, kind of, the broad, bigger picture. Um, but I think this is mentioned a few times now is just that whole, when you push uh, or try to control, you're going to get that resistance. Yeah. And so there's a certain level of surrender and or acceptance and, or I look at it like opportunity to just love more, to expand yeah that love no matter how much that looks or and how you walk that out it's going to be different depending on the situation and it, it's not like oh let me get out my parent book and see what the f i do now in this situation because it's not going to be like that for every situation there's 
customize situations even within one family one one parent can do this and one parent does that and one child will receive it this way and one child will receive it that way so it's a constant intuitive thing and that's why i love this whole conscious parenting because consciously the way i parent may feel different for this person than that child even on two different children and just being on top of what we feel like is best or, or right in each situation with love always being the underlying um situation but my kids read my book the science of miracles and and they were practicing that i mean i i was watching them manifest things that were missing and they would come back uh, i watched them manifest making cheerleader when they've never even did gymnastics in their whole life but then came home and said hey remember how you did that thing with miracles i'm going to do that and i'm going to make cheerleader and i was like okay and then within weeks she's doing an aerial and made cheerleader and she's never even tried out or done gymnastics um you know they were bringing things back like like i said that were literally missing and gone for days or or weeks and then they'd manifest something in their room or in my room and they were practicing they were using quantum physics and understanding the power of their own dna and whether that goes by the wayside for a year or two or 10, there's that's still gonna be ingrained in them because it's ingrained in me, it's ingrained in all of you as parents and everything that you do every single day within yourself is still going to affect them wherever they are, whether they're in your house or not. So that's for me, something that's really important, especially with holidays and maybe you're not with your kids or you wish you were, or uh, I get a lot of messages about, especially in this last three, four years with different political ideas or medical ideas that there has been all these weird splits, whether you're a grandparent, a parent, a child, you know, there's all these ideas that have come up with opportunity for division and or restoration or unit union. So um, speak a little bit into that. Yeah, I, I, I love it. You know, I, I just, I love the idea of allowing things to flow and when, and especially with manifestation, it's so much of us bringing magic into our lives, we're gonna call that, is about the art of letting go, just mm -hmm. letting go. We have to, and, and this points in with fear. Fear is so tightly wound with control. When you get to a place when you realize there, there is no control, like why are you trying to have control? Things are going to move and shift and flow exactly where they're supposed to. And again, it's just letting go and allowing the flow of life to occur and being a master observer of it and understanding, like Dr. Chanel said, how you can tap into the quantum and bring that manifestation, bring the things into your life. And while knowing that what you're manifesting, it's going to come in at the exact right moment that it's supposed to. Mm, that's really good. Really good. Yeah. We, we were all children included divine sovereign beings and we're having a human experience and so if we walk through with grace and through the heart and emulate that for our children and remind them they're having a human experience trial and error let's try this out you know go with the flow patience you know have a laugh all the time just consciously make choices with discernment through the heart i just feel like there's your 
the ultimate education system right there is is the human experience and just reminding you know the kids too there's bumps on the road and to really align with yourself so that you can be your own way shower and your own guide and the strength it was when you were talking dr chanel i couldn't help but think of my folks my i was raised with um follow your bliss you know my mom held um she was a student of joel goldsmith and she held um um meetings and gatherings in our house cut to me you know lockdown holding meetings and gatherings and finding the others i'm like and i didn't think of her when i was doing that it's just was in me to do this and and that same note i've also learned from my parents what not to do as a parent <laughs> because mm -hmm. they knew no better they're they they've had generational things they learned the way they learned and the more that i humble myself around my kids and um empower them with the fact that I am having my human experience and I'm doing my best. I'm trying to be my best self and I'm honoring you being your best self. It kind of gave us this um, family unit that I've dreamt of forever. And my giant, you know, he's only been with us five years, but it's like, feels like for lifetimes. He's, he's that parental unit and that divine masculine we didn't have before. And he silently guards us so that we can form this new beautiful family unit. Um, but, yeah, it's all through the heart. Everything's through the heart, I feel. Yeah. Our inside, we're connected from the heart. When um, <clears throat> in the midst of all the lockdowns and everything, you know, like most people, I was just angry and, you know, it was just a horrible, horrible situation. And we knew it was a load of nonsense. And um, it's like this, 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 it's a feeling of powerlessness, like, you know, this, this huge entity of government and state control restrictions. It was just like, this is horrible. And I was in meditation one day and, and I heard very, very clearly that laughter and joy will save the world. Mm -hmm. um, just that one sentence. I was like, you know what? Something just lifted. It's like, stop taking things so seriously. <laughs> That's you it. Know? Yeah. yeah. And, and, um, and then, <laughs> then I, so what I did was I bought a ticket to go and watch Ricky Gervais live. <laughs> awesome. And then, I laugh. And, uh, absolutely howled up from beginning to end. And it, and it just it just it just broke something you know um and it was just like just we must never forget that that you know joy and laughter is our default state of being and no matter what goes on we've got to protect that joy that happiness um light-heartedness even in the in the midst of this horrible tyranny you know you can just laugh at it and you know what it loses its power over you just like that and i think when the kids see that when when they see us doing that they'll realize oh there's nothing to worry about you know you know yeah. they don't have to take things so seriously anymore again we have to be that example to the kids and show mm -hmm. them the way not just tell them what to do but show them yeah uh, and a big one too is to also teach them to not criticize and judge those that have made decisions that maybe follow the agenda that was a hard one in a lot of my communities out here there were divide and conquer happened within our heart-centered communities because of that and i'm like that's kind of hypocritical you know you're trying to let people allow you to be yourself but you gotta allow them to be themselves and go through their own journey too and honor their journey and so there's the art of letting go too they don't have to be in your field anymore <laughs> but you also don't have to rip them apart for making a decision that you wouldn't make that's another human thing that we you know it's all heart again <laughs> we kind of jokingly said we're just gonna let them have their soul experience over there and just like <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. 
<laughs> no, that, that's so good. Um, so I guess I guess to, we're actually at the the hour here. I mean, I could talk about this for absolutely hours still because it's such a big topic. It's one that's very very dear to my heart. But I don't know about you, Shardell. We've, we've not spoken about this, but we actually have a a membership program where people pay to be members, and we do some like like member only sort of Q and A's and stuff. I don't know if you guys are up for it, but Sean, if you agree, if if people have like questions, you know, advice for parenting issues and things like that, I would love to have you guys on with that. Uh, I'd be honored. I would love it. Yeah, there's the mission. Of course, I'm totally honored. So, even though the podcast has stopped, it, your work hasn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, just just to summarize, then I think for for me, what I'm taking from this because. I set this up, by the way, because I wanted to know this stuff. I'm not here with answers or anything like that. I needed to ask these questions because I'm raising kids myself and it's not easy. It's not easy to navigate this. And, you know, I, I can lose my temper with things that are going on and poor decisions that they make. But that art of letting go is so powerful because you're basically surrendering the whole situation to God, to the divine, to, to powers that are bigger than you. Yeah. Um, we, we have a beautiful episode. I mean, we have that whole year of Raising Starseed episodes, and we did a whole thing of just us two on letting go. It's a really nice one to look back on. I love having that catalog of info, but yes. our mission's kind of changed, and we are now, you know, but it's we have that information, and we're taking it through. And I as well, Craig, I know nothing more than anybody else, but my mission is to model and emulate and be a way shower and just show people what I have done and what I'm continuing to do. And hopefully that will help and assist anybody that it can. But Absolutely. yeah, so, yeah, I'll share that episode though. <laughs> yeah, please do share it in the in the in the comments or whatever. I'm sure people yeah. like to to, to have cool. a listen. Um, I'll do it, Charnel. Um, has anybody any final words? Why don't we start? Abby, what have you got? Any final words? Um, I'm just gonna use a final note um, to to what you just said when you said this is divine timing. My my whole body got goosebumps. We are in divine times right now, and um, I trust that completely. And I think that's what brings in that joy and laughter so easily because I do. I just feel it. I know it. I know it in my heart that this is it's, it's already done. We're just witnessing this right now, yeah. um, and just and to be that master observer during these times. And again, um, you know, just fill that. Fill that dining table, that hearth space, that kitchen space, and have and have amazing conversations and just ask questions with no judgment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really just implore people to this this avenue and being on the screens, it's so great to connect with people, but don't forget your work is is in the 3D. We are pulling down the multidimensional life into our 3D, and there's our that's our work. So just to be very mindful of the content you're soaking in, the people that are in your energy field, not just in the physical, but on online and on screen and um, energy harvesting, targeting, all that stuff is so very real. Just protect yourself and um, to trust the process, stay in the heart and clean up your light body. And it's kind of like a really fun ride. <laughs> it can be really fun. <laughs> so this is the, this is going down in history and, um, 
how you are having your human experience right now is everything. It's going to depict how, if you're going to have a good time or not, basically. So be very careful what you're taking in. And don't forget that you are live among communities. And even if you don't feel you have other people in your community that you can commune with, then be the initial light, be the candle, and they'll start finding you. So that's, if you can do that in LA, <laughs> you can do that anywhere. <laughs> Sean, I'll pass it over to you. Do you want to close it close it up with some final sure. words? Awesome. Thank you guys so much for being with us. It's been very, very enlightening. And I know a lot of you guys who are commenting and sharing, if you could, please do continue to comment, share, ask questions. This will be up for a while. So um, I'm sure these guys can go back and answer whatever too. But I would love to do um, the membership. I like that membership idea. We're, we'll, we'll have to look at some dates and get that set up. But um Yep, you guys, um, thanks for being with us. Um, hope you guys are having a great, it's kind of a weird in-between Christmas, New Year's time. Um, what day is it? I have no idea. <laughs> I know, right? So, I gotta start um, detoxing again. I know. <laughs> yes, yes. But um, thank you for all the members that are here with us too. We couldn't do this without you. So definitely appreciate all your support. And if you're not a member, but you choose to be, you can follow what Craig said and um, there's a link here for that and every little bit counts. Um, so that's really helpful, but you guys are awesome. I do wish you just the most beautiful, um, rest of your December month, not very much left here. And we will be starting the new year off here pretty soon and look forward to seeing you guys again, whenever we have you back and thank you again for all your great, um, expertise on the subject. Appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. Such a treat. Thank you. All right. Bye guys. Bye.